And I just, I just want people to start thinking as it relates to every decision you make has a consequence. And again, I, I feel like a broken record here, but we want people to understand that money is a tool. Loans can be a tool. Anything, any, any financial instrument can be a tool to better live your life. And if you don't have clarity on what that looks like, that's more important than you know figuring out the best way to buy a car because maybe you shouldn't even buy a car because buying that car might not get you closer to where you want to go. This is Better Wealth with Caleb Williams. All right, everybody, welcome back to part two in how I bought my Tesla using life insurance. This is actually going to be on uh, mostly on my computer, and we're going to have some calculators pulled up. If this is the first video that you're watching, please go back to my part one. I, I talk about why I bought the Tesla, the two areas of any time you make a purchase, whether it's a it's a, a car, a house, an airplane, or whatever, how to go through that process. And then we we I actually spoke through like big picture these three scenarios of paying cash, using leverage, and then ultimately using the and asset and the bank, which I think is in a phenomenal way to do that. And so what I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go over to my screen here. I'm just gonna pull up one other thing. And, okay. And you're gonna see me in the corner, corner. you're gonna see some calculators and you're gonna th see the three areas. And essentially, real quick is anytime you make a purchase you got to first of all decide do i want to make the pur purchase if that's the case then um then obviously what's the most efficient way to do that i'm making the assumption that you already have the money because i would not recommend buying any depreciating asset P depreciating asset is something that goes down in value you don't at least have the money for that the only thing is a mortgage or as a house and and it's it's common that houses go up in value but that's not that's not like hard and fast the law it's just that's just that's like the one exception that i would make so all right so pay cash for that car in my case that was a tesla so in that example this was sixty five thousand dollars now the the benefits of paying cash is you don't have to work with a bank you don't have to pay any interest and you get it you get it done quick so you have the tesla you have no interest a lot of people including dave ramsey would say great job you win you're you're amazing at life how i see it is i look at and I, you can see this in calculator above. I look at $65,000 and I ask the question, okay, what would be the bare minimum that I could earn over my lifetime? Now, being an entrepreneur, being an investor, being into money, I can earn a lot more than 5%. But if we're just baselining like, hey, over the next 30 years, I'm gonna earn you 5%, I'm pretty confident in this, especially since I get a lot of opportunities. And just if you look at a low index of the market, this should be very attainable. It should, it's, it's again, asterisk but you have to come up with this rate of return. Maybe you're less confident or more confident that goes into this equation. Let's say you could earn 5%. That $65,000 that you paid for the car, um, you don't have to pay any interest, but that $65,000 is gone. You're never able to control it and you're never able to, it's never able to grow for you ever, ever, ever again. And so the problem is over, over 30 years, that one car decision costs you over $280,000. It's $280,000. That car, and I just want that to land. You remember, you didn't just purchase that car, but you lost the sixty-five thousand dollars of what that earn, that could have earned you over your lifetime. Now, what's interesting? Someone like me, I'm planning on living for another sixty years. That one car decision would have cost me one point two million dollars, only assuming I could earn five percent. Now, I want to be very clear that I write in my book um, the importance of control. I believe control for me is far more important than even compound growth. And I talk about how you can actually maximize both compounding and control. 
but but essentially let's say over over 30 years just by controlling my money as an entrepreneur i can make nine percent now i'm 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 talking to entrepreneurs that are earning 60 70 percent on their money because they know how to use it they know how to market they know how to invest but just nine percent over 30 years that's eight hundred and sixty two thousand and over 60 years that's oh wow that's not i, I did that wrong over nine percent over 60 years um that's 11 million now again it's it's because consistency over a long period of time but let's just go back to the 30 years if you could just double the money that you're making 10 percent you know, now you're talking about $1.1 million over your lifetime, or over 30 years. And that's just an example of compounding. That's an example of control. So my big, big problem with paying cash is paying cash. Um, the plus, I'll, I'll do here. The plus is no interest. I'll write that in here. The minus is you're giving up. Oh, let me go back. You're giving up control. And you're giving up um growth on that money and for that reason paying cash i would i would pay a little bit of interest to have control and growth and this is interesting because when you think about opportunity costs you have to think about it in the function of long-term growth short-term control if you're an entrepreneur if you're someone that's like an investor control is going to be more important than you to you than compound growth because you're investing in yourself, you're able to take a dollar and maybe double it. If you're someone that's working, that's high income earning, that's like working at a job and investing in, in a 401k or whatever, you have to make the determination as, do I actually believe that my money can grow? Do, is, are my, is, is the market set up in a way that can, can grow my money? If the answer is yes, it's like, what would that look like? And, and that's how you need to make that decision. Number two is using leverage. This is, this is essentially, you know, invest the difference and then use a bank. And so let's let's talk about the problems of using the bank first is you take a $65,000 loan, let's say you get approved, that's you know that's definitely a factor. And let's say over 60 months over I'm just using this calculator down here, the payment calculator. Um we're let's just say you can get a 4% loan. Actually, let's do 5%. 5%, you have a a payment of $1,221.54. If you go here to this calculator and put in $1,221, 54 cents and you multiply it by 60 that represents the monthly payment over five years you have seventy three thousand two hundred ninety two dollars essentially the over five years of taking a loan from the bank you are not only paying for the tesla sixty five thousand but you're paying eight thousand two hundred ninety two dollars in addition this is the interest this is uh, i talk about in my book the control cost of using someone else's money now again what people will say is that's a problem because that that's extra money that you're paying. And for me, I go, okay, yes, but now my $65,000, I have control over it. What could I do with that? And I could I could grow it. Let's just assume for the moment that you could have 65,000 over, let's just say five years over a, let's just say, let's say 5%, same interest rate. That $65,000 would grow to 82. So just by, just by compounding your money for, at 5% over five years, not touching it, not controlling it, you're, the money is growing more than what you're even paying total over five years. Now, that's not a complete apples to apples scenario because you're, you have a payment in this scenario, but it's still, it's like a lot of people when they look at that, they're like, oh, I would, I would make the payment for five years or 60 months to, and, the, and my money, like what I'm paying the bank and, and principal is less than what I'm earning. And that's over just five years. You remember, you're creating a machine that's continuing to compound. 
So the compounding side or the growth, it's just it's just like number one, you can see like that's over five years. What about over ten years? It's a hundred and five. Over fifteen, it's hundred and thirty five. Over over thirty, it's you know, two hundred and eighty. The 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 reason I think compounding is so amazing is just like just at these numbers, it's it's really, really powerful. And I'm using five percent because if you look at the, the and asset, which is a book that I wrote, which is especially, it's using a special type of life insurance. I know a lot of people hate life insurance and for the most part, life insurance is a terrible place to put your money. But if it's set up and used properly, it's overfunded, it's, it's maximizing the cash. It's actually a phenomenal place to grow your money. And when you look at, you know, the after, you know, in, after you, after everything, when you look at the internal growth rate, the actual growth rate of these of these policies, you're you're growing your money at three and a half to to five percent, and that's after taxes, after you know you, you like that's after everything, and so it's like you would have to factor in taxes, fees, the cost of insurance, and a lot of times you can't even, you, you have to earn a lot more than five percent. The reason why life insurance for me is so valuable is I get to control that money. So a lot of people would say like, oh, you can grow your money, but you can also have a guaranteed access to control it and buy whatever you want. This could be a car. This could be, you know, you know, a business, an investment. And so, so for me, the control aspect, it just depends everywhere where you put your money. If you put your money in a 401k, you have less control. If you put your money into an and asset, you have way more control. You put your money into just an index, you're, you're, you're off somewhere in between. Like you have more control, but if the, you know, if the market drops, you 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 definitely have access to your money, but it, it could be putting you in a in an interesting situation. So leverage gives you yes, the the negative side is you have to pay interest, but that interest gives you the ability to grow your money and and better control it. Now, what a lot of people will say, and this is kind of the beef that I have with our industry, especially the people that are teaching about how to become your own banker and all this stuff, is they'll say, oh, you can get wealthy by buying cars using life insurance. And I'm telling you, like, think about that logic there. I could say like, oh, you can get wealthy by buying a Tesla and here's why. And I could, I could say that, okay, your money could grow in your life insurance. You could control it. And, and yes, you're paying, you know, eight, you know, you're paying, what, what would that be? $8,200 worth of interest. And, but your, your policy is actually making you a lot more. And, and I could see like, hey, see over 10, 15, 20 years, your money's compounding at a greater rate than what you're earning. Well, that's that's misleading because I could also say why did, would I buy a depreciating asset? Why wouldn't I just buy an investment property or reinvest my money into an index or reinvest my money into myself? That activity would actually make me a lot more money because the Tesla or the car is a depreciating asset. So yes, this this is a better way than cash. Yes, I could say over 10 years I might have more money than what I paid, but that doesn't make me wealthy. That just makes it a more efficient than paying cash. Again, it goes back to I'm not telling you to buy anything. I'm saying if you're going to purchase that, make sure that you're being most efficient. Do not be confused. You will not be wealthy if you buy a car. You will not be wealthy if you buy buy a depreciating asset. Like that's not going to make you wealthier. Again, if you're going to buy that, this could be a more efficient way to do that, but don't buy into the lie that it's like this is going to make you wealthier by buying a depreciating asset like i hear that all the time and i just want i just want people to start thinking like no because if if you do that and you use your and asset you're giving up liquidity to say yes to x y or z think about that all right third way this is actually the way that i recommend and if you can pull it off and if it works it's it can be a phenomenal way to 
to do this. And it's essentially saying, okay, we obviously number two is a better way than number one in, in most cases. It's like you get more growth, you have more control. It doesn't make you wealthy, but it gives you, it's more efficient to purchase that, that deal. But if you already have an and asset established and you have the ability to get a bank loan, a lot of people are saying, hey, you, you know, don't have any bank loans, just bank on yourself. Again, does not make a ton of sense. And I'm just being real with you guys. Like that doesn't make a ton of sense because why would you want to give up liquidity? It's like, it's, this is not a magical thing. Like this is, if you use an and asset and you use it to buy a Tesla or you use it to buy anything, now you're giving up liquidity and yes, your money's continuing to grow. Yes, it's more efficient than paying cash. But if another opportunity comes, you're only able to invest. And, and I recommend everyone having an emergency account. So it's like you're you're kind of strapped for how much you can tap in. What I would recommend is if you could get a bank to give you a loan for maybe even cheaper, keep liquidity, keep control of your and asset, it's still going to grow. And now you have access to capital that you can utilize as well. So the way that I actually, that I actually did this, and it's just a way to think about it is... Um, I put money into into an and asset and, and my money grows and I can control my money. And when I have an opportunity, like a, an investment opportunity in your business or whatever, and I can't get a bank loan, obviously this is access to capital and I want to be able to use it. Because of my because of the car, and it's very common to get car loan, I got a I got the Tesla, I got a Tesla loan quote for I, like I think it was like 3.7% interest. So right now I got I got I got cheaper money. Got cheaper money. Let's just do that. $65,000 at 3.7% over 60 months. It's 1,184. Let's actually do that. 1,184 $1, and 60 oops, and 64 cents multiplied by 60 71,000. So I so I paid over five years and I'm I'm not over it's, I'm not five years into this but seventy one thousand and eighty bucks so I paid an additional six thousand seven eighty over five years of interest okay and my money is is in my and asset it's continuing to grow it would have grown regardless but I'm I'm able to control that money and say yes to opportunities that are going to earn way more than 3.7%, way more than 3.7%. We're talking like in the process of doubling my business, in the process of, you know, saying yes to other investments. And so I wanted to gain, keep more control in this scenario. So again, <laughs> I, I'm looking on the screen. I know there's chicken scratch. You would, hopefully you followed along, but number one, paying cash. Paying cash has convenient, it's convenient. The problem is number one, your money, to be to pay cash it's obviously sitting somewhere that's probably not earning you a ton of interest and then you give up control and growth using your policy as leverage essentially you're putting your money in a place and then you're borrowing against it this could be you know an and asset where you put your money in it grows the rest of your life you can borrow against it and a lot of people use that to buy cars that's great that's fine but i've just found that if you can use the and asset and and it combine that with a bank and usually that gives you more growth more control and just so you know more it doesn't the policy doesn't grow anymore but it gives you the ability to control your money so that you can grow it more instead of buying a, a depreciating asset you can buy something else i just want to clarify that your policy will will be the same regardless whether you borrow against it or not if it's if it's with the right company so there's the, there's the example hopefully that made sense um i'm continuing to get better with these videos 
And I just, I just want people to start thinking as it relates to every decision you make has a consequence. And again, I, I feel like a broken record here, but we want people to understand that money is a tool. Loans can be a tool. Anything, any, any financial instrument can be a tool to better live your life. And if you don't have clarity on what that looks like, that's more important than, you know, figuring out the best way to buy a car because maybe you shouldn't even buy a car because buying that car might not get you closer to where you want to go. So you can find out more at betterwealth.com. We have, you can get my book. You can listen to more episodes on YouTube or on the podcast. Um, I, I'm, I'm continuing to make content because I know that this kind of stuff will help people think differently. We're all about thinking differently at Better Wealth. Take care, be well. And uh, if you like this video, please let me know, give a thumbs up and share it with people that you love. Thank you so much for listening to the Better Wealth Podcast. It would mean the world to me if you could hit subscribe, leave a review, and share this with the people that you know and love.